Can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Scott Bell Show. A lot of people have said there are people now dying of the swine flu who are in good health. By whose standards? Hospitals serve Jello. Robert Scott Bell. Food advertising. You know the people. Fresh, natural, hearty, old-fashioned, homemade goodness in a can. <laughs> Robert Scott Robert Bell. Scott Bell. Scott Bell. Dr. Agus argues that the fountain of youth is attainable if everyone were to take statin drugs. Excuse me? It sounds completely, completely insane. Taking on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom and making sense out of medical propaganda. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty, Robert Scott Bell. All right, here we go. Another exciting edition of the Robert Scott Bell Show is happening here on GCN, our syndicated home in broadcast radio. Of course, we're on two hours a day, six days a week, not just today. Uh, And we cover topics from health, politics, economics, everything. And the healing aspect uh, is woven through all of it. And you guys and gals know, if you've been listening to the Robert Scott Bell Show for a long time, uh, I tend not to believe the uh, official narrative. <laughs> My dearly departed friend who wrote the book Official Stories talked about official stories and said they are there to protect the officials. And we're not here to protect the officials. We're here to let you know that they're butt naked and ugly. And you don't want to follow their lead. If they say do something, do the opposite. You know, like Fauci. There's a new book out, and it kind of goes into, I guess, the zombies that are running the show and how they got away with it or are getting away with it. It's called The Woking Dead. Yeah, I said woking, not waking. Uh, And it's uh, Publius uh, Prose, Volume 1, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. Links to this book are up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. If you're not sure how to plug into the show notes or the newsletter, just text RSB, my initials, RSB, to 22828, and you'll get plugged in immediately. How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture. A.J. Rice, welcome to the the Robert Scott Bell Show for the first time ever. Wow. I, I really appreciate that. Brother Robert, it's great to be here. Well, you know, I, I, my producer, Super Don, used to work, I, I said years ago, worked with you just a little bit over at the uh, what we call the ex-wife, uh, TRN, when they were a big force You're in right. syndicated radio uh, when we were on there. So uh, long history in radio, and I'm glad to have you on. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this book. Uh, I'm yeah, holding I it up. Way I, back. No, it's, yeah. it's, uh, I mean, you, you were over there, too, for a certain period of time, weren't you? Yeah, well, I was over there until they started crapping out, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, exactly. time to go. Well, and, you know, well, I think most of us built the old trap door in the floor, and we all jumped through it. So Yes, <laughs> we, we found a way. And Landed of course, on a mattress. Exactly, and you know, radio's still there, and we're still on radio, but it, it means far less to the reach, the outreach to the world, you know, as we got online uh, technologies and podcasts and everything else, so we're still reaching uh, actually far, far more uh, deeply onto the four corners of the planet if you could say that so well, it doesn't make say, a sense radio is still radio is still a very powerful medium because it's mm. really hard i mean other than you know not not cursing and not saying dirty words on the air it's still a <laughs> yeah. it's still a really hard uh medium for the left to control that is it, true it, it that really is, is. because because it's either on the air or it isn't you're either saying what you're saying or you're not Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it can't be shadow banned. The technology is primitive enough that the tech overlords, some of which have the Woking Dead in charge of their companies, it's very hard to sort of hide 
a radio show, you know, or, yes, or shadow ban it or right. cancel it, you know, unless they can make a big deal in the media about saying something controversial, it still is a point to point way to, to communicate. AJ, do you remember back in the day that the, the, the left tried to counter all of the, what they called right wing hate speech or whatever it was they, they called us, uh, with the air America, I think it was, and it was the, all these uh, leftists yeah, and, and it was just so not entertaining. It was sad. And they didn't understand it wasn't so much about the politics, although that played a little bit into it, certainly because people didn't really have a voice in, in what we call mainstream media. But it was the entertainment value that got you engaged. You were thinking critically. Uh, you might be outraged from time. And you tried to do that with the left. And it was just sad. No, I think it would. They have like Al Franken and Janine Garofalo yeah. and the late Ed Schultz and Stephanie mm-hmm. Miller. You know, none of these people, you know, you don't want any of these people at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Some of them were famous already, and they went yeah. in there and tried to, you know, duplicate Rush's mm. success or Sean's success or Ingram right. or Savage or Levin or Glenn, and it's just hard to do. I mean, most yeah. most most shows, whether it's Howard Stern or Rush Limbaugh, in their prime, they're entertaining first, right? Correct. They didn't so get that though. They were just you don't have that. Yeah. yeah. If you're just like a negative, if you're just like a <laughs> a whiner. First of all, also. I mean, if you're railing against capitalism, and a lot of people don't want to advertise with you, at least back then. Now, mm-hmm. wokeism has has changed that a little bit because now yeah. you've got corporations looking to seek to spend their money in these weird uh, minority ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether it's you know the NBA or Disney. Yeah. Um, and well, I get into a little bit of that in the book. Yeah, I was going to say, AJ. There, there's things that have changed in terms of what you call the woking dead. It's almost, it's not almost, it actually is. These things called ESG scores coming out of like wokeism at at the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab, where they're actually giving you scores based on what they call environmental goodness. Uh, You're you're good with LGBTQ. All of these things that give you a possibility to get or access loans and money and certain uh, special privileges. And if you have those ESG scores dropping. It really is a social credit score, really. Yeah. It's an idea born of totalitarianism. It, it, and that's what's different. It, it used to be, you look, you, you have your views on things and you could decide that you don't want to go to Chick-fil-A because you don't like what they believe. But now it's more like we've got economic warfare in the, in the, in, under the guise of we can actually cancel your business if your scores aren't high enough. Well, you know, it's funny you're bringing this up. So uh, I have a newborn. My wife and I were just playing around the other day online looking at different uh, public schools. I call them government schools, the public schools in the general area of Virginia that we live in, um, central Virginia, right? So I'm just poking around. And there's this website that does a fairly good job of rating some of these public schools. So I'm jumping around. And what I noticed, actually, and this was not there uh, three years ago, is that when you get on there, the three biggest sort of things that they're that they're worried about the school uh performance in is whether you're college ready whether you're academically inclined and then this third one was equity equity so and what is that i mean it's basically multiculturalism on steroids wrapped up with wokeism i mean it's insane so this school down the street from me was i think pulling a six out of ten now, what was their what was their college placement? Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. So they were 
doing a fairly good job for a public school in Virginia, but their score got pulled all the way down because in equity, like you were just talking about, under yeah. equity, they were getting a two. Right. Well, and so of course, their score all the way down because they weren't multi-culti enough for yeah. whatever wacko made this app. Well, that so, tells me that the great. school is actually pretty good, probably better than most. Although the idea yeah, exactly. of college so age, basically because they're rejecting the premise of CRT. That's yeah. really what this is. And that mm-hmm. is the woking dead, the people pushing CRT, mm-hmm. microaggression, nonsense, the patriarchy. Yeah. You and I are, are, we're in charge of that. I don't know if you know, if you even knew that the patriarchy, white mm-hmm. privilege, Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just uh, insane. So but the thing that's, is, how that's how they're grading schools now. Right. And AJ, once they get out of the high school, even if it's a good graded school by our standards, not by woke standards, they end up in college and there may be two or three colleges that are not woke and ESG scoring high. Oh, sure. I mean, the faculty lounge is the breeding ground for most of this garbage. I mean, they're in there. They love it. They went right from being an activist as a student to being activist as a teacher. Most of them, most of these teachers are the ones leading the, you know, uh, the, the woke brigade on a lot of these college campuses to tear down statues and to rename a dorm room and, you know, rename this and get rid of that and change the mascot because, you know, I mean, look, in most cases when a mascot gets changed, it's because liberal white people are upset about it, not the actual people that are supposedly offended. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that, uh, you know, moving forward with kids, I mean, you got kids, I've got kids. My son is now an adult, but, uh, he's, uh, uh, what I say, anything but woke in that sense. Uh, and, and, you know, trying to navigate a terrain where even when you go to places that you'd think are more conservative leaning country, patriotic, uh, as, et cetera, there's a lot of young people that are being influenced even outside of, uh, the parent, the parental realm and the school realm, uh, to believe that America is evil and that we must all drive electric cars, despite the fact that those electric Absolutely. cars run on no, coal fired. Totally- Electricity, it's yeah. on. No, no, they've been captured. And the subtitle of the book, How Society's Vogue Virus Destroys Our Culture, and the reality is the virus I'm talking about is not the uh, China virus. It's the virus that escaped the lab here, not the one in China. Yeah. And the one that escaped the lab here is wokeism. And it comes mm-hmm. in many, very, you know, many evil forms, cancel culture, 1619 Project. And it's pushed by the media, academia, Democratic Party. But understand this, that the the aircraft carrier that it takes off from, that it refuels at, that is the cartilage that holds it all together, is big tech. Mm. So if you're talking about finding these kids that believe this stuff, that's how they're capturing them. The digital brown shirts are coming through the Internet, into their phone, into through TikTok, through whatever, you know, Telegram, whatever they're using to communicate. And flipping them. You could spend 18 years trying to raise a great citizen mm-hmm. and a couple people on TikTok and turn them into little Marxists in about 30 seconds. Oh, yeah, that, that is the, the risk we didn't have growing up, uh, this ability to have instant access. Well, to not only information that we say we can, we can uh, you know, uh, learn some good things, but, dude, the access to, to warp these, these young minds into, into collectivism, basically. And, you know, where environmentalism was failing – they brought a virus out and now I'm talking about the, you know, the, the, the coronavirus uh, nonsense. And I say it this way because it completely denies the terrain of the individual, you know, the strength of, of one individual's immune system and 
calls us a collective mush and the immune system doesn't matter anymore unless we get injected with synthetic foreign RNA to alter our DNA protein synthesis. And it's really abhorrent when you alter DNA, that which God gave us, in a man-made way. We're going to take a break here. We're going to be back in just a moment. The author of The Woking Dead and his name, A.J. Rice, and he's doing it right. This book is great. You can work out with it too, but work out your mind as well. We'll be back and go to robertscatbell.com slash listen if you want to see the live chat room there but do sign up for the newsletter my humble and lovable producer superdon puts it out almost every day great information including links to this new book we'll be right back Radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Joined today by author A.J. Rice, and he does a lot more than that. He's been in the talk radio realm where we got our start many, many years ago. And uh, this book is a, a really a, a, an overview that you, you sort of don't want to see, but you got to see if you want to make some changes, especially if you've got kids or grandkids. You need to know what's going on and how to counter it. And A.J., I appreciate you writing this book. No, it's great to be here. Your audience um, is amazing, uh, and it's really a privilege for us to be able to to communicate with them today. I mean, and and you, you know, I mean, you're a fighter. You're trying to fight for the culture, and that's really what this book, the reason this book was written. Yeah, AJ. You know, I mentioned the virus in terms of what they call a real virus, even that some people argue it's, it's it was gain of function. I think there's a lot of evidence to show that they attempted to make it worse so that this would happen. And whether it's real or imagined. The advantage that they took over people's fear of germs, fear of disease, that's been a vulnerability I've been pointing out on my show for 23 years now. Even as we had people that were conservative, libertarian-leaning, they kind of turned their bodies over to a medical elite ruling class, a monopolistic class. And that, I've said, this is always our vulnerability. If people yell Ebola or Marburg or smallpox or cowpox or a virus of some kind, they'd be willing to give up their rights temporarily, right, which it always is given back, because they're afraid and only these elites know what to do. No, it's amazing. You're actually it's correct. The same libertarians that are mad about, you know, big gulps being taken out of 7-Eleven by Michael Bloomberg when he was mayor, yeah, uh, that would die on the on the hill of, you know, having salt shakers on the table, all of a sudden were nowhere to be found when they were trying to come into our house and inject people. I mean, I, I went through a my wife went through a pregnancy during this thing, and at every opportunity, every opportunity that they could they could make, they were trying to get her to not just take the coronavirus vaccine, but all mm-hmm. kinds of other crap that she didn't need, like the Tdap and a bunch of other things. Yeah. And what's amazing is they'll say to you, to the pregnant woman, you can't have any salami. You can't have any prosciutto. You can't have any cured meats yeah. uh, because of nitrites. You can't no eat fish. Hot you can't go get a Botox injection. You can't eat raw salmon. You can't eat raw tuna. So sushi's out. But you can, we'll, but, but can't do any of that. But what yeah. you can do is inject yourself with, you know, modified gene therapy. Yeah. Fauci says it's okay. So go ahead. Yeah. Geppetto's uh, backbencher brother, Fauci. I mean, look, what you were talking about before the break is 
the, the medical virus that they turned loose on us. We, we, this was a dress rehearsal. This was a, a way for them to see how much we would put up with and whether they could take the next step. Some people think the next step was the rating of Mar-a-Lago. I mean, I never in a million years think that I would see that in the FBI. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's see what we can do. It's incremental authoritarianism, right? So we go through this dress rehearsal. They're using the medical virus to control what's in our body, what's on our face, where we go, whether we can eat dinner, whether we can go to a Little League game, whether we could get married, whatever the hell it is, right? While simultaneously, while we're captured medically by the government, they're going to insert this other virus. And this is to change the way we think, what pronouns we use, what we think is humorous, what, what type of you know, children's programming they're going to give us. And that is wokeism. So if you get the tandem of the medical virus and the cultural virus, that's what's created the Woking Dead, led by the reanimated corpse in the White House. He's the leader, stumbling around, can't put a suit jacket on. But look, it's a way of control. They, I mean, they have some power over us. The idea that you thought that they were going to give it back to us, you're yeah. crazy. It's like pretending like, oh, we've created this thing called the income tax. It's only temporary to get us out of the Great Recession. Yeah, right. hundred years later, here we are, and here comes 87,000 IRS agents. Yeah, I, I thought that was uh, – uh, there's a meme uh, that you know has a, like a British general. I think it was from uh, The Patriot by uh, Mel Gibson, that movie, with that look, you know – this is this is uh, the same country that revolted over you know taxes taxation without representation now hiring eighty seven thousand more uh, IRS agents to uh, you know even use deadly force against average folks that are just trying to get by. It's outrageous! It's outrageous! Yeah. I mean, look, they, they just—I mean—they're basically the militant wing of the Democratic Party now. I mean, that's their yeah. comment. I mean, it's, oh, it's, I mean, it's crazy. Well, uh, listen, I want to talk to you more about this. I, you tell me if you have time. I don't want to get you in trouble with your wife. We got another segment yeah, coming up. Going. Yeah, oh, man, this is great news. Uh, A.J. Rice doing a great job with this book, The Woking Dead. And uh, I know oh, it's scary. It is. But we've got to talk about it. We've got to confront it. And we can't live in fear any longer. That's the problem. We've been living in fear and letting authoritarians tell us what to do. Not here, not now, not ever, not on the Robert Scott Bell Show. More with A.J. Rice after this. You're listening to The Robert Scott Bell Show. Taking on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom. Here's Robert. All right, here we go, man. This is intense but necessary. Uh, You know, I don't play well with authoritarians, and I don't think A.J. Rice does either. He's the author of The Woking Dead. We have it linked up in the show notes today, robertscadbell.com. Please sign up for our newsletter. You can text RSB, my initials, to 22828. Always stay plugged in. And a lot of things that we get to do here. I love it when we get to talk with folks like A.J. that are writing in detail about really the things that that are have gone awry are really wrong not in a way that it's just griping and moaning and bitching and complaining but going look you need to see this so we can navigate a different uh, uh let's say course of action from this moment forward you're not cowering in fear aj but you're pointing out that a lot of people are trying to induce us to live in permanent states of fear absolutely and you know basically re- remake the culture which they see 
through some prism of the original sin of slavery in the United States. Um, I mean, they, you know, Americans are tired of radicals trying to defund the police while simultaneously funding the LGBTQ mafia, right? Every episode of television has some political diatribe. And if there is a, a married, you know, Western European male father, he's a buffoon, right? We're all just a big country of Homer Simpsons and the King of Queens, right? Kevin James. Yeah. Um, and they use the 1619 project, um, instead of real history. Completely to to, deceiving again, us about our history. Yeah. Yeah. They be, look, I'll be at the founding fathers. were just a bunch of Klansmen, you know, re, they, they, their, their statues need to come down. I mean, the idea that they were going to stop at the civil war at general Lee, general Lee and his horse traveler. And it, we're, we're all going to, going to, retreat back to our corners. Are you kidding me? I mean, they're after Christopher Columbus and they're after George Washington. They're after Teddy Roosevelt, Abraham Lincoln statues and Lincoln park in, in DC. Um, and look, they, you know, they use critical race theory. They use, um, you know, Marxism in the form of, you know, deconstruction, you know, mm-hmm. and philosophies, you know, weird sort of socialist philosophies that came out of France in the seventies to push all this stuff. I mean, I was in college in the late nineties in the liberal arts department and I was in there during nine 11. Mm-hmm. So I was at war with these people. And, and the, the crazy thing is if you're, if you're a conservative student now, you have to make a choice. I did. I took the C I took mm-hmm. the C rather than the A yeah. because I, I'm not going to comply with you. So the teacher would hand out their nutty, you know, syllabus, which is basically syllabus is filled with like lesbian nonfiction since World War II, just like crazy stuff, right? Yeah. All the different ways Virginia Woolf killed herself and why white people are to blame. Whatever goofy thing is on the syllabus. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm having fun with you now, but you can only imagine yeah. crap. That was 20 years ago. Mm. I would come in after the first class and hand out my own syllabus to counter-program the professor. <laughs> so I would absolutely get dinged yeah. grade point averages mm-hmm. because I was Patrick Henry. I wasn't just going to be some drone, plug me into an extension cord, you know, yeah. forget it. They, yeah, Students have to like really weigh this because this college is expensive. You dude, can't just yeah. flush your money down the drain by fighting professors. So it's kind of like, well, what do you do? You're at some, you know, Ivy League school, state school, even mm-hmm. community college. Do you fight the professor? Or well, do you a, just keep your head down, comply, get your A, and move on and come back and burn them later? Yeah, I don't that's know. A, that's a, I, it's a very good question. I was question. always more of the kamikaze. I'm Irish Catholic, so I was more of the kamikaze pilot type. Yeah. Well, no, AJ, I appreciate that. And and, and I, I think we, we must be aware that there's a consequence to living in integrity. But I think that consequence is worth uh, paying that price because you don't sacrifice your, you know, the, the, the principles that you have and those that do you question, did they really ever have those principles? But I understand strategically, if you're locked into this right. place called college and you got to find a way to survive it, maybe you can come back and correct it later. Hopefully you don't actually get overwhelmed and, and get indoctrinated in that context. Well, so I mean, look, I, here's the thing. The one, one good thing about technology now is that, mm-hmm. you know, back in from 98 to 2002, when I'm, uh, you know, getting a bachelor's degree, I didn't have a video camera in my, uh, in, on me. Okay. Uh-huh. Which, which I'm talking to you on right now, you know, these yeah. phones 
if you've got some kooky professor, some kooky, you know, Sandinista college, you know, high school teacher or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. you could record it now and send and tweet it at Sean Hannity and he'll, yeah. <laughs> he'll play it on the air. You could tweet it at Robert Scott Bell and he'll play it on the air. Right. Whereas back then, you know, you were, you were like in a duel, you were in a, mm technology free intellectual duel with these radicals. <laughs> so, you know, some of that keeps them honest now, right? Sure. Well, I think intellectual uh, debate and uh, discussion, I have no problem with uh, you know, engaging them, but very often, more often than not, the people on the woke left will not engage in intellectual discussions because they don't have an intellectual leg to stand on. They can, they can't back up anything no. they say. It's all about what no, they but, feel. Well, it's because they're obsessed with some things and those things yeah. that they're fixated on obsessed with race, gender, sexuality, you know, uh, instead of what, what they should be, uh, focused on is what I was told to be focused on. And that is excellence. Mm-hmm. No one's focused on excellence anymore. How does diversity multiculturalism, how does that enhance talent? If you're in the military, you got three colors, red, white, and blue. That's it. It doesn't matter who you go home with at night, mm-hmm. right? But they're obsessed with identity and diversity well, well, instead, but it's of, been, instead of being the best. Uh, it's, it's been used to divide us, which, of course, we know makes it easier to conquer us. And as you have figured out, as I have, too, when I grew, I don't know how your background was growing up, you know, Jewish liberal kind of view of the world. And looking at conservatives, oh, they're filled with hate. I bought it early on in my young years. And then sure. I, you, know, you, you, you grow up and you start seeing things. And I, I think because of the COVID stuff, a lot of people on the left that are, you know, claim to be lifelong Democrats are now looking at their own party and where it's gone and saying, that, I didn't sign up for that. that. I had other ideals or I thought were there. And I'm thinking that they might have pushed too hard and, 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 bit off more than they can chew. You're in, you're in Virginia. Look, when you lose Bill Maher, when you lose Bill Maher, you've lost a chunk of, you know, sort of liberty, left wing libertarian leaning thinkers. I mean, Mm -hmm. you could say what you want about Bill Maher smoking dubers and and, and (laughs) not liking Trump or Bush or Reagan. But Mm -hmm. the reality is when it comes to free speech, when it comes with, you know, freedom from this, I mean, Bill Maher is like a naturalist kind of, you know, I think he like doesn't eat you know, dairy products and stuff. I mean, the idea that Bill Maher's running around saying, inject me. Yeah. Right. I don't think that's happening. I mean, he has praised Florida Mm -hmm. and ripped California. He did it. I think a couple weeks ago for the lockdown. No, Uh, I'll give him props for, for some level of intellectual integrity. Yeah, no, he, I mean, look, he doesn't like religious people, but he has said, Mm -hmm. You know, the Catholic nuns aren't going to come blow me up. Right. But if I make fun of Islam, I get a fatwa put out on me like Salman Rushdie, Mm -hmm. who just got attacked 33 years later for writing a book critical of Islam. It's outrageous. I want to ask you, You AJ. I was thinking about this. Okay, go ahead. I want to work through this column with you on the air. But I was thinking about this, uh, and I was actually texting with Naomi Wolf about it because they're Mm -hmm. after her too now. Because exactly. she left the Democratic Party. Exactly. And I was thinking to myself, you know, the fatwa, the concept of the fatwa in Islam is so funny. It's like the original cancel culture. Mm. I mean, except that they're trying to, you know, kill you. Um, but it's like we've got little fatwas against speech happening every day coming out of our media. 
Well, and, and we think about it to the level of, of uh, death induction, like we talk about the fatwa, the attacks on Salman Rushdie or others. I look at the virus fear and the mandatory type of, in, you know, injections. They call them vaccines. I argue that they're not actually. Uh, and this is born of, I think, a depopulation agenda on globalist religious cult like, you know, uh, following it is there are too many people on the planet. We've got to reduce population by any means necessary, but it can't be overt. We can't pretend we're, we're actually actually acknowledge we're trying to eliminate you. And I say to those people that think there are too many people on the planet, you know what? Volunteer yourself. If you want to take yourself off the planet, fine, but don't be killing innocents with injections or with starving them out or freezing them out in the winter by cutting all access to the energy that provides for the abundance that we've experienced in our lifetime, unprecedented in the history uh, of, of the planet and the people on it. And so we see this is a dark agenda that indeed, just like a fatwa in a sense, would result in the death, in this case, of millions, perhaps billions. Well, look, I'm not, again, I'm not a, an expert on the vaccines. Uh, I mean, I know I've read as much as the, the rest of, uh, you know, of you and your, your brilliant guests and audience. But it does seem curious that the virus kind of <laughs> removed the undesirables from the roles of society, right? The welfare roles or the government roles or the, it, 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 I mean, and obviously they tried to control healthy people when we knew that it was unhealthy people that it was after yeah. the question that I would always ask. And I mean, everyone, I mean, Trump has asked it and plenty of people have asked it is, you know, was that part of the plan? I mean, was, was, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it certainly seemed like the, the most vulnerable among us were swept away by this, mm-hmm. the most unhealthy among us, almost, yeah. you know, in a, in a very Dr. Mengele esque way. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, right. I mean, it, 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 it's amazing. You know about, you know about Scott, Scott Shara and his daughter, Grace, uh, and, sure. and she was, she was a down syndrome child, but doing wonderfully, having a, a beautiful life, a loving family. And she was uh, brought into a hospital with COVID symptoms and they basically killed her. They, they put a DNR on her. Do not resuscitate. The family never asked for that. And they drugged her to death and they vented her to death. And many people have similar stories like this. So what you're saying is not an exaggeration. Going after the people that they, they believe are useless eaters, much like in Nazi Germany when they went after the people that were infirm and, you know, before they started going after Jews, gypsies, yeah, gays, I'm everybody. I'm talking about it. It's like we've got yeah. the man in the high castle yeah. removing people because they've got muscular dystrophy or something, you know. Yeah, this is I, serious. I, I hate to say it, but, you know, there was a, there's, there's a woman running for Congress in Alaska right now. They coined a term, death mm-hmm. panels, that drove the media nuts uh, because there's no way yeah. there's such a thing as death panels. How dare you? Obamacare's great. If you love Obamacare, wait till we hit you with this virus. Obamacare will take care Dude. of you to get this virus. All you right, know, we'll, that's, we'll be that's back. Act two. Obamacare is act minute. one. We're going to send this virus break. out. That'll be act two. So Sarah Palin said, oh, well, you know, there's going to be Stand by. we got to take a break here. We'll be back in just a second to wrap up the hour here with A.J. Rice, author of The Woking Dead. It's rocking here. The Robert Scott Bell Show.
The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. I love the passion of AJ Rice. He's just letting her rip. He knows about the medium. You don't you don't hold back on this stuff, and we can't. We got to call it out like we see it. What it is what is happening is inducing needless suffering and death as well. And that's why, again, this Woking Dead is, is, you know, it's a scary thing based on obviously the title of The Walking Dead, but it's like we're living amongst zombies. And, you know, sometimes I wonder, is the, are the zombies the people that are not aware of everything going on? Or are they the ones in control inducing death and others trying to bite us, eat us, whatever it is that they're doing? And, uh, you know, I know it's pretty intense, the discussion and things you've written about in the book, but if we don't call it out like it is, we're going to end up in a sad, well, we're already in a pretty sad place, but we may never find our way back. I mean, look, um, the Woking Dead are extremely contagious. They're extremely contagious because they're armed now with big, big, big time money, big time allies in Hollywood and the media and uh, big tech. And they can flip your teenager, your mother-in-law, really quickly. Um, And that's why Donald Trump had to go. Donald Trump had to go because he was the point of the spear, rejecting the premise. They had eight years to set this thing up. They were ready to hand it off to Hillary. She would continue the Great Reset. And then Godzilla shows up and messes up their plan. Because he ran on three things, really. Immigration, trade, the American workers being screwed, and the reject, basically the rejection of political correctness. Because the Woking Dead didn't start yesterday. I mean, the early germination of political, uh, is the political correct movement of the 90s. Right? That's, that's where, and, and it comes and goes in cycles. Right? And now it's everywhere. People are just virtue signaling it everywhere. Black lives matter. Trust the science. Love is love. Love is love, Robert Scott Bell. I don't know whether you knew that. Love is love. Uh, hey, we call it vitamin but, uh, L here. I, I don't know if it's, it's regulated by the <laughs> FDA or not. <laughs> right. Just look. Take your vaccine. Stop, mm. tr- stop drinking your big gulp. Take your vaccine. Yeah. Watch MSNBC. And don't stick your head up or the FBI will go to the president's house. Right. It, it's just it's plain ugly of, authoritarianism. Yeah. Zombie do-gooders that are here to monitor all of our all of our fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, AJ. Dave Chappelle isn't exactly Dave Chappelle's yeah. not exactly uh, Clarence Thomas or Ben Carson. Right. But he's got to go. Yeah. He's got to go. And why does yeah. he got to go? And this, I think this is a legitimate point. And mm-hmm. by no means am I like. Uh, endorsing the 1619 project. And I don't think Chappelle is. Chappelle merely asked a question. Isn't it interesting that the LGBTQ mafia got their rights in like 40 seconds and black people, it took like us 400 years. Right. How did that happen? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. AJ, with this book, are you going out on a, a lecture tour at all? Or are you staying home because of the kids? What's, what, what's your plan in reaching yeah, out a little, to the I do a little bit of all of it. I mean, look, at the end okay. of the day, I still have a day job here. I've got to manage everyone else. One of the reasons <laughs> I wrote the book is because no one wants a coach that, that hasn't been a player. So now I'm a player. Yeah. You know, but we're doing a ton of interviews, you know, I'll okay. go out there. I'm, I'm kind of, I try to keep up, you know, I've been uh, the international man of mystery here for some time. So mm-hmm. I'm stepping out from behind the curtain um, to try to save the country. Yeah, no, I appreciate it and real quick. Cause uh, you're in Virginia. You got this uh, Republican governor. Is, is he doing a good job? Is it a mixed bag? What's going on? Yeah, there? He's, yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I mean, he's fighting the federal government. Federal government is trying to cut off funds to Virginia if they don't teach CRT and the pronoun mafia stuff. If they don't, you know, let Larry into the girls' uh, locker room. Yeah. So he's fighting that. He's not letting Larry in the locker room with the little girls. Um, and Biden's trying to get Larry in the in the girls' bathroom and everything else. So they're 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 threatening funding and things like that. But uh, he's doing great. He can only, as the governor of Virginia, you can only serve as one term. And he, you know, he was able to flip like 10, 15 percent of the people in Virginia that voted for Biden over Trump and flip them to him. How did he do it? Basically singling out the woking dead, the CRT stuff, the lockdowns, the crazy microaggression, equity nonsense. That's what I said about them biting off more than they can chew. And we're seeing the backlash. And uh, A.J. Rice, I appreciate you writing this book, The Woking Dead, to help others to see it, too continued success with the book and uh if you ever want to come back on and chat some more i love your passion i knew you had it so you let it rip and we had a good hour here together thank you my friend well thank you anytime you know we love you guys well appreciate you and remember the power to heal even politically is still yours the robert scott the bell robert show. scott bell show